Welcome to the Jada Edwards Podcast. Today, I am talking to the amazing Shantara McBride. Her story will blow you away. So many twists and turns, and you're going to get to see how God shows up in every season of life. Welcome to season three of the Jada Edwards Podcast. You'll get a little bit of Bible teaching, some great stories, and some great interviews along the way. All right, Shantara. Okay, so background, we might have to do a second episode just on our (laughs) friendship Um, because we have reached that age where we're like, oh, we have friends that we've known 35 years. So I met Shantara in seventh grade and um, just has been a dear friend. We have had the whole roller coaster of friendships where we're talking on the phone every day and then you have seasons where you don't talk and then you life and travel and college. We've traveled a lot together and... Um, just been really cool to see how after all the the girly girlish things of early life settle down that as women we are yeah. we are friends and what God is doing in your life we've been able to do ministry together yeah. a few times so yeah. if you guys uh, who are listening have been with us for a few years you know she's been at some of our women's conferences done stuff with our students as well so anyway welcome to the show thank you so much for having me it's about thank time you. thank oh, you oh my goodness okay i'm glad you're <clears> here <throat> We're going to try not to giggle too much or cry too much. Like, actually. No promises. Right. I know. We have tissue. Yeah. We are prepped. Where did our tissue go? I don't know where yours is, but mine is right here. Oh, I Lord. Don't. I think it's already bought in my pocket. Let me lay this out. Let me get my tissue out because I don't know what might happen. Yeah. Okay. So, here is the first question I like to ask people. Like, I want you to try to describe your life in one word. I know. You're like, I need an essay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, by the way, Shantara is a writer, an author, a speaker. She travels to Morocco randomly to take girls to see the world. Yeah, and, and Peru. Yeah. And, and I'm Peru. so glad we went because now <laughs> you can't go to um, Machu Picchu. It's closed. Oh, yeah. But forever? Civil, civil unrest there. Oh. And so it's clo- Yeah. I bet y'all didn't know that. Yeah. Machu well, Picchu is closed. <laughs> take it off your bucket list. Yeah. Please. If you if Sorry. Missed it. YouTube. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Okay. So can you describe your life in one word? Ah. Uh, I think well of of course being you know holy i want to say jesus but but (laughs) but um just i think favor Ooh, that's i really do because it ain't nothing in in my history yeah (laughs) that says i should be doing what i'm doing yeah or i've gone where i've gone Mm -hmm. it is just the favor of the lord seriously Okay, that's that's a great word. Um, tell me, as you look back over your life, what are some of the major milestone moments where you're like, oh, there was God? I think we sometimes we don't even realize God was showing up oh, for sure. until 10 years later. You're like, for sure. oh, snap. For sure. You were showing up. I mean, <laughs> it would have been great, God, for me to have a two-parent home or to be with this situation or be, my parents not be divorced or for us to mm-hmm. not be poor. But, oh, my gosh, yeah. I see what you did in that. in that. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the major milestone moments you've had? Well, I think of three things. I think of moving to D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in, oh, God, I I was running, mm-hmm. and the Lord totally made a way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't know what was ahead in D.C. I mean, I moved there in 98 mm-hmm. when D.C. was supposedly the murder capital of the world. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. We were opposed. Yes. We you- were scared. <laughs> Y'all were like, like, what? what? Why? Because I said it in May, and I was gone in August. Yes. 
And y'all no time. Yeah, no time. And I think the Lord just he protected my running mm. and was like, let me let me show her that there is really something that I want her to do here. Yeah, like a um, whole Jonah situation. Listen. Where were you running from? <clears throat> huh? Mm-hmm. Where were you running from? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was running because my ex-boyfriend at the time got engaged. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I needed to leave. Really, I tried to leave the continent. Right. So I tried to just... <laughs> yes. I tried to join the Peace Corps, but the recruiter. She did try to join the Peace Corps. I did. I called and I was like, "Hey, I'm Shintaro McBride. I would like to go to Kenya." And she was like, "Listen, that's a breakup right there." And I don't want the people to take this lightly because y'all, I swear, I was like, "Y'all were married in high school. Y'all dated forever, long time." It was it three years of high school, two years of high school. It was. It was. We started, oh God, I think the end of our sophomore year, junior year, yeah, high so school. Yeah, so like two and a half years of high school and yeah. then college. And then we went to college together. They went to college together. Yeah. It was a yeah. whole mess. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was this left turn that none of us were expecting. No. And so, and I think for a lot of people, particularly women, I think we res- people can resonate with that. That You know what it's like when you have this plan. And you're like, oh my clearly, gosh. clearly this is what my life is about to look like. We talked about wedding plans. Oh, my gosh. We knew it was going to be outside barbecue. Yes. And you're going to make us be... <laughs> You're yes. going to make us be barefoot because yes. she's that girl. Yes, And so I, I was like, what? That yeah. feels a little European. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, mm-hmm. and then it, it was a left turn for all of us. And I think it's interesting how that disappointment yeah. led to such... A oh divine decision. So Best you were running from ever. that. Yeah. Thought you were just escaping. Yeah. And then what happened in DC? And then I ended up staying 13 and a half 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. I really thought one year I'm going to go because, because we went to college together. Our college had only like seven black people. So right. everybody knew each y'all other. Y'all were two of them. <laughs> so it was and like, y'all were in like brother, sister, fraternity, yes, sorority. It yes. was so much, it was too much. interconnection. It was too I know. Much. You just and had to leave. I felt like if I leave, then it would give time for life to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I made the decision, I remember my parents were like, what? what?" We, and I was like, yeah, I'm moving to D.C. Mm-hmm. And I told them I was joining AmeriCorps Vista. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I had not, <laughs> I didn't know nothing about AmeriCorps. Yes. I didn't know where I was going to be working. Right. I didn't know where I was going to be living. Yes. It was so many, but I had to Good. Right. And I just really thank the Lord for <laughs> protecting protecting my my foolishness mm-hmm. because I I wouldn't recommend to anyone <laughs> that you move to a different state and you don't after you know. break up with somebody. Listen, it, after you break yeah. up with somebody and j- running. Yeah. But but at the same time, I see how God used that because mm-hmm. when I left Dallas I needed uh, I don't know a fresh start Mm -hmm. and he really provided that for me like Mm -hmm. I remember days when I was just crying because I was far Mm -hmm. 1368 miles Mm -hmm. to be exact and I remember just like what did I do what what, what was the plan Mm -hmm. and I remember God just opening doors just the favor of the Lord. Yeah. So I did my little Vista term mm-hmm. for a year in the middle of that. Life happened here in Dallas. So mm-hmm. one of my um, most favorite aunts passed mm-hmm. away and mm-hmm. my brother needed a kidney for a kidney transplant. Like just stuff, stuff. was happening. Yeah. 
Um, and the Lord was like, you are right where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You're right. Cause I tried to rescue, you know, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. brother and was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm going to donate a kidney. And I remember sitting at the table <laughs> with, you know, him and doctors and, stuff, and God was like, I didn't, I didn't tell you to do that. Right. I didn't. You're doing too much. And I, I remember looking at my brother and was like, I can't, I mm-hmm. can't give you the kidney. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to. He said, mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. What is that? You know, so I just think that the Lord, the Lord used my, I got to get out of here to, to just bring glory. Yeah. He can redeem the running. Hmm. Now. Okay. So DC was, I think of that season as like major identity season because you broke away from some things. What is, do you remember a significant moment, turning point? something in those DC years where you're like, okay, God, I see what you're doing. I I know you have a few, but (laughs) I mean, well, one that, that sticks out, um, for me is one. I knew that I love working with young people. Mm -hmm. I knew that. Um, I didn't know how he would transform mm-hmm. that being in D.C. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was at the worst high school. Yeah. Um, and I remember UNT came and was like, what? What, what is he? We need to pack your bags. <laughs> <laughs> we were friends of Little Faith. Yes. We were like, um, oh. why are you living like, in this basement? I was like, what? Why? <laughs> it was giving East Side High. It, it was? was giving Joe Clark. Because it was. I mean. <laughs> Going through metal detectors, it it yes. was it was bad. And me being from Dallas, ain't never been in never. that kind of environment. Not Dallas, the suburbs, the suburbs, <laughs> right? And yeah. and and my students, I mean, they taught me so mm-hmm. much about partnering with young people and mm-hmm. what that actually looks like and what that can feel like. And I didn't try to fix anybody. I was right. just there. I right. I was twenty three, so mm-hmm. I really didn't know what I was doing, right. and, and just being present and I think that was a significant change for me of just just be here mm-hmm. they're not asking you to they just they just come into your classroom yeah because you got snacks and yeah. you got good snacks right because you're thinking of them right? right and so um I think I think that was a big shift for me and then um yeah. I would say finding a church like that was mm-hmm. that was a big shift because this was the first time that I actually felt like I gotta do this on my, on my own, own. yeah. Like, I'm not going to church with my mama. And, and <laughs> right. if I don't go, it's different from college because yeah. I know people think, you know, college. I remember the first Sunday I slept in and didn't go to church. And I kept thinking, <gasps> right, I'm going to hell. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he's right. coming. Or somebody gonna know. Like my mama <laughs> right. gonna know. Somebody, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I remember being in Maryland and be, you know, and just like, I. That is. That's a part of my life. I need to find Mm -hmm. a church. So Mm -hmm. I remember visiting churches. Like an adult. (laughs) By myself. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And just feeling like I'm going to find a church where I can get involved, where I can do things. And I just remember how important that was to Mm -hmm. me. I didn't really know it was important until I moved away. Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah. Identity is what I think about with that season, because when I think about your life and I think people need to remember, like you, man, the plans you have in your heart now, they just seem so solid. It seems so legit. You're going to school for it. You've worked it out. You've planned it out. It makes sense. You were on a voice scholarship. (laughs) Like here is this African-American girl at this very wealthy, private, predominantly white school. 
at SMU with a voice scholarship, which we were like, oh, boom, they give out voice scholarships because we've been knowing you can sing, girl. So, I mean, you sang, you were in plays and sang at church yeah. and all these things. And so we were like, oh, oh, my gosh, here comes Leotine Price. She's yes. about to blow us yes. out of the water, you know. Yes. And so to see something I feel like defined, not defined you, but was so a part of your identity, was, yeah. singing, uh, just all of your vocal talents, to see that like, not gradually fade away to just fall off. I ain't gonna do that. Yes. <laughs> Did that feel like I? Th- I think that I know I struggled with that. I had a season where I thought something that was really a part of my identity just like disappeared without fanfare. Like no, no one was like, "We see that's not in your life." Like no. I was like, wait, what? I've been doing this my whole life. How did that feel? Did you Do you remember being conscious of when this huge thing, Shantara That Sings, mm-hmm. all of a sudden wasn't a part of your life anymore? Because I think it happened in college, right? Did it you get did. off of that scholarship? It did happen in college. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, though a couple of things happened. One, I didn't feel really supported um, mm. at SMU being a vocal major. Yeah. I was the only, I remember my first year, I was the only black music major yeah and that was voice and instrument is <laughs> the and, school and you know when yeah. you go into a place you look around to see if somebody look like you and they're like, and uh, like oh don't nobody look okay, okay. <laughs> all right then and it was hard yeah like you know i love to sing but the history of music music theory mm-hmm. i went to a re- we went to a regular public high school right we didn't go to arts we right <laughs> right right so right doing theory i was like what is this. Yeah, yeah. And this what was those scenes? Right. <laughs> so right. I did not I was oh my gosh. My freshman year, my first semester, my grades reflected mm-hmm. how bad it was. And I yeah. remember going to the dean of the music school, you know, of, of the School of the Arts at the time. And I remember sitting in his office. Y'all, he had my name on a post-it. Oh oh. Like Shantara McBride was on a post it. Listen, and I I explained to him how this was really hard and I was really struggling. And he he took, looked at the piece of paper. He said, McBride, is it? And I was like, yes. And I pour, I mean, I poured out and I was ready. I was I was in a posture to receive. Yes. This joker looked at me and said, <laughs> well, Southern Methodist University is not for everyone. Ah, well, okay. Then. And he sat back in his chair and I was like, that's the, that's the that's end of our feedback? talk. That's your feedback? And I just remember leaving feeling defeated. Mm. And I found the only black woman that I knew that worked on the campus. Mm -hmm. And she was in housing and residence life. And I was like, I got to transfer. She was like, why? I said, because Dean Benelli, I think he did and gone. But he told me. Sorry, Dean Benelli. Yeah. But um, (laughs) I was like, and I told her what Mm. happened. And she said, do you want to leave? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, but I cannot stay do this, yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, let's find you something else. So I remember going to the learning center. And I mm-hmm. remember talking to my academic counselor. I remember all of that. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I could still sing. I just wouldn't be singing that. Yeah. And, and, and it didn't have to be in an academic setting. And so, yeah. Totally okay with that. I thought that was so big. I thought it was brave because... You can, like I said, think your life is mapped out, and the people around you think they've mapped out your life. Oh, sure. And and <laughs> then you just like I ain't gonna no. do that. Yeah. No. And so I think it's important for people to be willing to let go yeah. of what's not serving God's purpose in your life anymore, because sometimes He uses things just to get you to a point. Oh, yeah. Because how would you be going to SMU? Yeah. So expensive, yeah. and all. so like He's like, I'm using that yeah. for 
entry into this place. That's not that's not where I'm gonna keep it. Oh my you. gosh. It was so so big. Okay. So DC, yes. what was your next big milestone you think? Moving to California. You did. You <laughs> loved expensive places. Why? I'm like, why are you in all these nonprofit making two dollars a year? You wanna live in the most expensive yes. places. Okay. Here we go again yes. in California. Moving moving <laughs> to the bay. I said Chen, you were passing Texas. <laughs> I'm, I'm, me and I said the same thing. You flying over, over yes. three thousand miles ago. Yes. 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 And what was that move about? I got offered the opportunity to be an assistant principal. And yes, this was like, I had never worked in one school. I worked in nonprofit forever. And then, you know, I started speaking and doing things um, on my own. But I would go to this school pretty much every year. I would do my talks and, mm -hmm. you know, meet with the students. And every time I would go, the principal would take me out to dinner. And he was like, I, I want you to work in my school. And I was like, no. Why right. would I leave D.C.? Right. Why would I leave? You know, yeah. especially to come to Palo Alto. Yeah. To watch. Privileged kids. They don't need me. Right. Why would I do Oh, but that? they needed you. Oh, but I <laughs> Oh, I but mean, they needed you. I remember you. he called one cuz I was praying about it and things were not falling apart but might as well. Mm -hmm. Um in DC. And it was just like I knew my time was coming to an end, but I didn't know I couldn't see what was next. Mm -hmm. And this guy, I remember I was driving in Silver Spring and he called me. And this time I said, "What do you want me to do?" And he was like, I don't know. I, I don't. We just can create come. something. Right. Yeah. Right. And so they created. I was the assistant principal of student life. They created a that. job for me. And mm -hmm. I left what I've known for 13 and mm -hmm. a half years and moved to the yeah. Bay. And I was like, OK, Lord, here we go. We're going to. We're going to California. The other coast. Yeah. Never. What would you say is your biggest. I know there's so many. So many. <laughs> I just think. Anyway, whatever. I know too much. But it's just. Seeing that thread now, thinking like, oh, my gosh, you were setting this all up. But what yeah. is one big moment or aha revelation or whatever that you may have learned about yourself or God during that season? Don't be don't be afraid to go. Don't to be afraid move. to leave. Yeah. Don't feel, be, and I remember and I can't remember if this happened in California or I can't remember, but I. I do recall, because we stress out so much about how this going to work. How, mm -hmm. do we, how are we going to do yeah. this? How are we going to, how this going to work, Lord? How are we going to, yeah. and one day, I, and I was probably crying out to the Lord, <laughs> but I was just like, how this going, how are we going to do that? And the Lord said, switch it around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? He said, you focus on the who, I yeah. got the how. Uh, Same three letters. Yeah. Just switch yeah. your focus. Yeah. And so, the more I focused on the who. And not the how. And not the how. The I'm, same three letters. Listen. That might be a t-shirt. Listen. Just, just like switch it. them around. And I remember. That's good. Changing my focus. Mm -hmm. I remember changing from how this going to work. How, and I now I'm not a planner. So to people mm -hmm. who are planners, fantastic. Mm -hmm. I am not. I mm -hmm. will. Leave. Get up and go. I right. will go. Yeah. I will just trust that a mattress is going to be laying out. But mm -hmm. I will jump. If mm -hmm. the Lord says jump, I'm okay, fine. Yeah. But I trusted that in that moment, I needed more of a, a how. Because mm -hmm. I knew people were going to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have the answers. Yeah, right. And so I had to. I was stressing. Mm -hmm. I was stressing. And I remember the Lord saying, no, no. Same three letters. Just Ooh, that's so good. What a good question for us to be asking. Not what we want to accomplish or how we're going to get there, but who we're serving. That's it. 
Man, that is that's everything right there. That's love God, love people. He's like, just worry about the people I'm sending you to serve and I'll work out the logistics. Yeah. And I think it's been cool to see your willingness <laughs> <laughs> for to just do whatever so that you can do what God's asked you to do because you have lived in some places. I'm like, Oh, are we on top of somebody's house? Where are we right now? <laughs> Are we under somebody's house? You've been on top of somebody's house. You've been under somebody's house, attic, basement. And it's like, okay, whatever. I'm here. And to see, listen, the affirmation of calling on your life for impacting young people is so special to see him take you, allow you to thrive in urban, Mm -hmm. predominantly minority Mm -hmm. areas, Mm -hmm. and then on the other coast in suburban, wealthy, predominantly majority children who needed you maybe in different ways, but for the same reasons. And how affirming is that just to see the hand of God, like consistent. It's, it's the epitome of the who and not the how or not the where. Yeah. And I'm, I am, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I've been thinking, um, like, now what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, because moving back to Dallas was not, a part of my plan. Right. Right. And so to be, to be here and I'm like, I really felt like I was making more of an impact, mm-hmm. you know, in either DC or mm-hmm. in California. And now being, you know, being back here, I'm just yeah. like, now what are we doing? Right. What was happening? Yeah. Um, but I, I tell people all the time, young people want to be seen and heard loved and liked mm-hmm. and that has nothing to do with socioeconomics it nope. has nothing to do with, not. yeah. <laughs> with their parents it has yeah. not, it's truly them it's universal and so partnering yeah. with young people in the dmv and then being able to move to northern california mm-hmm. and partner with young people you see there. the same heart needs Man, that's so good blows my mind i love it because I, i've been on this big thing lately about how calling and purpose are not about platform mm-hmm. And they're not about zip code. They're not about a whole lot of things that we try to confine them to. Um, And I think it's so, it's just been wonderful to see you yield to God in all of these different environments and and scenarios. And taking girls around the world, it is just amazing. Oh my gosh, (laughs) we have to do a part two. Okay, but before we end this episode, I have to get to this latest season of life. Oh gosh. (laughs) I'm not crying because here we are in our 40s, uh, have lived life a certain way. By the way, I could do a whole episode on how you thrive as a single woman because watching you grow in like genuine contentment, um, watching you make some stumbles. We all do in relationships and then be like, why am I doing this? My life is great the way it is. And so that's been beautiful just to see that and see you be grounded in that. Um but I just think this latest season is such a man that can go so bad for our faith if we're not grounded. So tell us about the last year of life. Oh, um. <laughs> yeah. So about a year ago, I think it's a year. It's been a year. It's been a year. year. Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, mm-hmm. and. Um, it came out of nowhere. Right. We were like, what? what? How do you get Seriously? that? How? When? How? Yeah. Because normally when people are diagnosed, they're in their early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm about to tip out of the 40s. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, um, so it was a it was a shock. But I think 
knowing your body and paying attention to what's going on. I had, I started having these tingling things that happened on the left side of my head mm-hmm. all the way to the left side of my body. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I go to a church full of senior saints yeah. and I just yeah. love them. <laughs> um, but to them, everything is stress related. Yeah. They're it's, like, you just need a nap. You need a nap. <laughs> you just stressed out. I was writing a book and yeah. they're like, you just stressed out. I was like, I know stress and this ain't it. Right. Right. Yeah. And so paying attention to what was going on. So I've, Went to my doctor, and I remember my doctor saying, Shantara, I believe you. And I just started crying. Mm, just to feel hurt. Because yeah. it's invisible. Yeah. And you can't see it. So me trying to, I couldn't, there was nothing I could show him. Mm-hmm. I just knew how I was feeling. Yeah. And for him to say, I believe you, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that was like, oh, I think of, I think of, I think of one black women just in doctors, period, and right. just not always the feeling like system, yeah. they feeling heard, you right. know. And so um, I remember thinking, okay, yeah. and he said, we're gonna go two routes. We're gonna go neurology and we're gonna go rheumatology. Mm-hmm. He said because I don't, I don't know which you know lane we're gonna be in, and um, and so he referred me to a rheumatologist and a neurologist. I went for. An MRI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember people kept asking me, especially before this, you know, are you claustrophobic? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think so. Yeah, Listen. <laughs> you need to really think about it. I am. I am. <laughs> you didn't know until you had MRI. I know. Like, girl, they put you in this thing. It's a tunnel. Listen. It's like a tube. I know. And I was just like, oh, I ain't going to do this. Right. <laughs> so I remember the lady, the tech at the time, she was like, "We, you can schedule, you can come back. Yeah. She's like, Doctors can't prescribe medicine. I was like, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need a lot of help yeah. to get back <laughs> in, in that this thing. Machine. Yeah. When I went back this time, the tech was named Joshua, mm. and I told him, and I was like, Oh, yeah. this may not mean nothing to you, right? <laughs> but, but you let me tell you about the Lord. Listen, before <laughs> I know I, he I got mean, a whole I testimony. Tell you, I gotta tell <laughs> Joshua. We hope that you love the Lord. <laughs> I know Shantara gave a hold. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, I have prayed. I've been praying about this. And your name being Joshua, I said, mm. let me tell you, I know God is with me. I said, I said, and he was like, okay, okay right. Do you want the IV? Or do you? <laughs> yes. I was like, let me just tell you. As <laughs> <laughs> Yeshua. It's also Jesus and great. Girl, I know. And so when I went into, and even the sound of the MRI mm. is so loud. And I just remember every time I would get nervous, because um, my first MRI I had to do like, I was in there for like three and a half hours. Mm. And um, and I remember every time I would get scared, God would say, but I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. And so anyway, getting the results um, from an MRI, then I had to do a lumbar puncture. And oh, if geez. anyone, it is like, they kept saying, well, do you have children? I was like, no. And I was like, okay, well. Have you heard of an epidural? I was like, well, yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, this is the opposite. This We're going to take fluid from your spine. Okay. So we need you to be very Yay. Sti- Yay. <laughs> Y'all. And so when my neurologist said multiple sclerosis, I was like, what? Girl, what was your initial, like? The first person I thought of was Annette Fudicelli, who used to be uh, on the Mickey Mouse Club years. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you went? That's where I went, Jane. <laughs> Don't. I- <laughs> And, and I remember saying to my neurologist, 
I can't be in a wheelchair because I have to take my niece on a safari mm -hmm. when she's 12. And he's like, well, how old is she? I was like, two. The point <laughs> is. <laughs> the point. In 10 years, I need to be good. Listen, right. I got plans. Right. right. And all I thought was wheelchair and cane. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, no, yeah. this is not what I plan for my life. And yeah. he was like, Shantara, that you don't have to have a wheelchair or a cane. Right. He said, I remember you saying that you move. You don't mm -hmm. call it exercise, but you move. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, exercise is too much of a commitment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But movement, yeah, do that every day, right. you know. And he said, just keep moving. Mm -hmm. He said, just keep, just keep moving. Um, he was like, oh my gosh, that's the whole theme of your life, moving. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? That it was. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? It's still moving. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a pause. Hold on. Okay. That's so crazy. I just thought about that. I just. You sang it? It's moving. He's like, I need you to be in this practice, being obedient, moving. Sometimes it's geographical. Right now it's physical. Isn't that something? God. <laughs> mm. That's what he said. He said, just keep moving. Keep moving. Mm. Wow. So... And the the hard part about it, yeah. I, I know say. how we felt when we heard it. I don't think how we feel really matters. That's why I was like, "What were your thoughts?" Especially yeah. a person with goals and ambitions, and you probably got things you want to do for the Plans. next twenty years. And, Plans, yes. Like I just it because I also remember him saying, "There isn't a cure for MS." Yeah, there's no fix. He said, "There's treatment." Yeah. There isn't a cure. And I was so angry with God. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't want nothing. Then they got on a t shirt. They got walks for, it, you know? Right. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't want no walk. I don't want no bike ride. I don't, I don't want, want fundraisers. I don't oh want my nothing. God. Right. I do not want that. And um this did not match what Oh, seriously? Right. Like it didn't match. It it didn't match it just didn't fit. Yeah. Like if I was going to get, for me, <laughs> if mm. I was going to get a diagnosis, it sounds so foolish, but why didn't I get it in my 20s? In right. my 30s? Right. Why get it? Who gets stuff now? Who yeah. gets stuff now? Right. That, and the dude said there is no cure. Yeah. Right? And so. And it's life altering. It is totally altered. Yeah. So much. Yeah. And I, I can't. You can't really explain it to people because every day is different. Right. Like, you have so, good days. And like yeah. kept weeks ago, we had that weather. I was like, oh, Shani, you know, when it's cold like that. and When it's cold, when it's too hot. Yeah. So being in Texas is just not fun in the summertime. Um, um, it changes stuff. Mm -hmm. And you can't, you can't explain it. And so the fatigue that I have, yeah. oh, my gosh, like. Last Saturday, mm -hmm. mm -mm, I was able to go. We had a we had a um, death in the family, so we had the funeral Saturday morning. But by Saturday afternoon, I was like, Spent. I gotta go home. Yeah, I can't I have nothing left yeah. for the people. Yeah. Um, so, okay, final question: If you and I and I I appreciate you sharing this because you're still in it. Oh, you know, we much. love testimony after it's done, and we over it. Look what the guy. You're in it, and you're gonna be in it. I'm forever to yeah. I mean here on earth 
what is how would you encourage someone when that unexpected thing that you think is going to just shut you down or derail whatever God has for you? Like, how do you encourage yourself? How do you strengthen your faith in this season? Without a cure, without a, right. it's going to all be better one day. Um, I think, so God has taught me a couple of things. Um, one is um, when I was diagnosed and after I got through the initial anger because mm-hmm. I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was angry with the Lord. Um, I really just, this did not fit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I'm, I'm a speaker. Yeah. And so part of the symptom was also my word slurring. Mm. And so really feeling like, yo, what you doing? Right. Like for real. You messing with my, yeah. For real. Um, and, and so I think, I was so quick to say, okay, Lord, let, let's get past this. So you can trust me with this. Yeah. You know, we, we want to spiritualize. Yep. Yeah. Quickly spiritualize it and mm-hmm. make it something like, okay, Lord, you, if you can use anything, mm-hmm. Lord, you can use me mm-hmm. and be magnified and all this kind of stuff. And then I was like, wait a minute. No, I ain't there. <laughs> no. You know, but, but I think especially as believers, we get, we want to be so holy yeah. so quickly. Right. And, I don't, I did, I still don't know what this is. Yeah. And so when I said, okay, Lord, you can trust me with this. Mm-hmm. I don't really. You're figuring it out every day. I did not have an idea yeah. what this was. So mm-hmm. when I can't sleep because nighttime is the worst time. Yeah. It's like the, I don't have any other stimuli going on mm-hmm. because your body is time to mm-hmm. rest and relax. Mm-hmm. My body is like, Ding! Yeah, like just, pain firing oh everywhere. Oh my gosh, the pain. So to get to sleep mm. is a chore. Um, and I just remember t- saying to the Lord, like, "All right, so I say you can trust me with this. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what this is. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, so let me get back to you. Right. <laughs> like, we just gonna take it day by we day. We just gonna take it yeah. day by day and. I feel like God is okay with that. Yeah. You know, Um, I feel like because I was so quick and I think even in me wanting to spiritualize it so quickly, Mm -hmm. I wanted to also not have it. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I think me saying, okay, you can trust me with this because in two months, you're going to fix it. My testimony is going to be healed. Healed. And I believe that God is able, I believe, yeah. oh, my belief. Yeah. I believe that he can use science. I believe he can snap his fingers. Yeah. And I believe that MS will be gone. Yeah. And I also believe that he can trust me with this. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest about it. I'm not going to hide mm. anymore. Yeah. Um, and I know that I... We don't say it out loud, but I gave the Lord, I had a timeline of expectations. Of course we do. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I gave him two, three yeah. months. We tops. passed that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no, you, you still dealing with the end. Mm. It's progressed. Yeah. So what was one pill a day that worked for about six months. Mm. Um, 
I would say seven. And then I pay attention to my body. So I knew, I was like, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm no longer on one pill a day. It's time to, to, to discuss infusions. Mm. And so I am going to do a treatment where I get a shot once a month. Mm. And, um, and I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. Is um, this my life? Where are we? This is my life. But I still trust him. I trust you him. You do. He can trust me with it. I'm going to be honest about the pain. I'm going to be honest about the fatigue. I'm going to be honest about my word slurring. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. And so now I feel like what I'm saying the Lord can trust me with mm-hmm. is transparency. Because mm. I still got it. Yeah. You know, but I'm going to be... I'm going to be honest mm-hmm. um, about it and not, I don't know, not, um, not think the Lord, cause I, I not think the Lord has abandoned me yeah. or that he doesn't yeah. hear my prayers. Right. I'm now pay attention more to ability. Yeah. I pay attention more to, um, get getting in and out of places mm-hmm. i look for notice everything yeah i notice stuff that i ain't think right like, what? right i ain't care about no ramp <laughs> right <laughs> but now i'm like how many steps is this right to listen <laughs> how many th- that's so crazy that yeah it's just like things you think you'd be thinking about in your 80s <laughs> not listen, in your 40s and I now yeah. i'm i'm thinking about but it's made me more compassionate yes he's it does. using it for yeah. different ways grateful and i i just want to say this um as we as we wrap up this episode that first of all it's so cool to have an epiphany moment with you and just see this moving no that god is consistent in your life like because you are obedient to move you've been obedient to relocate move he's like you'll be obedient now just the same obedience i've been calling you to is going to still serve you well in this season and i want to say as a friend and we just talked about this the other day that your joy has been so consistent in the lord and that does not mean every day is happy mm-hmm. <laughs> but but even when hard things have come, Shantara, it doesn't take long for your spirit to settle with it. And you'd be like, God is still good. God and for that, <laughs> I'm grateful, you know, as a friend to see that. And the who is still out there. People listening now, there's, there's going to be women that come your way that this is their story or whatever health situation. And now um, you may have a different who. But it's still it's still for God's glory. And so thank you for sharing your story with us today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank y'all. That's it. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure leave a comment, leave a review, share, subscribe, all the things. And we'll catch you next time.